Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. This is part three of our conversation about retiring with confidence. As always, you can start the conversation about your retirement by using our website, 365retirement.com. Click on the button that says Talk to an Advisor, and you can set up a no-cost, no-obligation phone call to answer your questions. You know, when it comes to retirement, you may not have an income problem. You may not have a health problem, but everybody has got a tax problem. And Sam, I think the what ifs of retirement are are the big things that make us very nervous. What if the market goes down? Yeah. Well, what if taxes go up? What if inflation goes crazy? What if I live a long life and I don't have enough money? The, the what ifs and the what if of when I go into retirement and all of a sudden that market goes down, that is a big, big problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a good situation. And we call that the sequence of returns risk. You know, it sounds like a mouthful, but mm -hmm. really, if you think about it, what does that mean? Well, the sequence of returns, positive and negatives, during your accumulation years, the order of that annual return, if it's positive or negative, if you start with the negatives and with positives or vice versa, start with a bunch of positives and then along the way you have some negatives, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it has a minimal effect on the outcome. We've run numerous studies over the last 20, 30 years, and we've sort of played around with the order of positive and negative years. And the bottom line, 20 years later or 30 years later, yeah, they're different, but they're all have gone up. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we all know this intellectually that if you leave your stuff alone, <laughs> eventually it's going to grow, right? The mm -hmm. power of compounding interest. Mm -hmm. So... That's fine. So there's not a lot to talk about except for when you're in phase two of your life, which is growing my money is important, but also now distribution and protection, like where am I going to get income from? That has a dramatic effect based on the sequence of returns. So if you actually have, say, a million dollars saved and you start drawing out, say, 40, 50 grand, which, you know, sounds reasonable, you're able to do that, and you start the retirement off on the right foot, which is, you know, I have a couple positive years. So what you're withdrawing is actually being replenished by a positive year return. That has a lot different outcome than if you start with bad years. And, you know, we've gone back to studies going back to 2000. Remember what happened in 2000? We had the, uh, well, yeah, boy. The tech record. The tech, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the technology bubble. You know, mm -hmm. the, they had Y2K. You mm -hmm. wake up one morning, and on January 1, <laughs> the computers weren't going to know who they were talking to. Cause, but that didn't happen. But what happened was the technology bubble imploded. Right. Right. So 2000, 2001, 2002 were three consecutive negative years. And if you retired right at that point, you'd actually have a lot less money than you would have anticipated. In fact, I had a situation, and I, and I sort of tell this story, it's not a story, it's a real-life situation that happened years ago because it really has a dramatic effect on helping people understand. So how, how it happened was very simple. We, we had these folks that came into us, they were referred to us by Sally's sister who was currently clients, and the long and short of it was these people came in, and I could sense, I could really sense how stressed they were when I shook their hand in my waiting area to bring them into my conference room. And they quickly told me that, hey, look, retired. My husband worked for a tech company, EMC, back in the day, made a lot of money. He was in sales. He saved a lot of money. And he went into retirement and he went back to his broker and said, hey, look, you know, I want to withdraw $50,000 a year from about $1.2 million that I've saved. 
for the rest of my life is, am I going to be okay? And the broker, you know, did a great job, helped him amass that wealth. And he said, yeah, you know, we've averaged like 7 8%, no sweat. You're withdrawing like 4 5 you'll be fine. Your money will still continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The sequence of returns risk reared his head because he retired just at the wrong time in year 2000. So for three years, he was taking money out and his accounts were decreasing, not growing. So by the time they realized they were in big trouble, they came to us. They had about $600,000 left out of 1.2 because they withdrew money and the markets went down three consecutive years. Their question, sort of their mystery and their puzzle that they wanted me to solve was, how can I right the wrong? I now have 600000 I still want to withdraw $50,000 a year. And unfortunately, my response was like, I have no idea. You might have to either cut your expenses or go back to work. Right. Not, you know, not something that you want to hear. So mm-hmm. that's essentially the sequence of returns, understanding how during the accumulation years, it has some effect, but very minimal, versus during the decumulation years or retirement years, how it can have a very sort of bad effect and, and outcome if you just don't watch what you're doing and, and don't understand and don't have preparation in bad times. And this is what we say, Sam, when we talk about the trip up the mountain is so completely different than the trip down the mountain. Yeah. So getting to the top of retirement mountain, you're saving and you can have these market pullbacks and you're continuing to put money in and you're putting money in at a lower rate and then you've got all that working for you, which is great. But when you're at the top of the mountain and now you're going down and these kind of things happen, we cannot replenish like we used to. It's a, it's it's a, a whole dynamic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just Google, yep. you know, people try to climb Mount Everest every year and many people die trying to climb Mount Everest. But guess what? If you actually Googled and, you know, when do people die? How do they die? They don't die going up the mountain. They die coming down the mountain. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't prepare for it. They have a different skill set that they're not good mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. So understanding going up the mountain, phase one is your accumulation years, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe even early 60s. And then you're going down the mountain, which is phase two of your life, decumulation, protection, income. That's important. Growth is still important, but protecting your money, making sure you have income because you can withdraw money is even more important. So understanding how you can deal with that. If you have a plan, if you're just winging it, you know, two different outcomes. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Online, you can find us at 365retirement.com. There's a button up in the upper right-hand corner that says Talk to an Advisor. If you click on that, you can set up one of our free 15-minute strategy calls. Just getting your questions out on the table, see how the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners can help you. And maybe it's worth a a sit-down at the office and going through what you've done for retirement and see if we can help. Again, 365retirement.com. So as we talk about having more confidence going into retirement, I talked about the what ifs as we got into this segment. And I mentioned what if taxes go up. Sam, that's a place where a lot of us are not really good at. We, we've, uh, we've had taxes taken out of our check. That was done for us. We do our taxes every year. We, we struggle with all of that. But when we get into retirement, we're taking money out and it's taxed in different ways. That's exactly right. You really essentially have three types of accounts that you can put money into during your accumulation years. For most of us, we understand a 401k so or a 403b or an IRA. That's a tax-deferred account, which means you are not dealing with the problem now. You're going to pay the taxes later. 
And for many of us, we've always been told, hey, guess what? That's what you should do because when you retire, you won't have a paycheck, so you'll be in a lower income tax bracket, right, because you're making less. It might be true for some, but if you think about it, Randy, the world is different today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a country, if you compare how our government runs the country versus, say, how a CEO run a company, well, you're doing the same thing. You have to have revenue to pay expenses, right? So you, as a country, we've racked up a lot of debt, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. You know, our national debt and deficit is like out of control. Just weeks ago, if government didn't come to an agreement, well, guess what? The lights were going to get turned off and yeah. Social Security checks were going to stop. So we know that we borrow and have too much expenses, which means in order for everything to continue rolling the way it's supposed to, we need more income. As a country, how does the government create more income? Taxes. Well, you raise taxes. It's <laughs> well, pretty They're simple. not going to cut back, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's, that. When was the last time the government cut expenses? Probably never. So going back to the analogy of with the government, think about it. If you have a good portion of your money saved for retirement that you thought you were going to be paying lower taxes down the road, you might be in for a rude awakening mm-hmm. because – all of you, you're depending on withdrawing money from everything that's going to be taxable as you withdraw the money. And one of the things that, you know, people don't realize is tax deferred accounts. I don't care if it's a 401k, 403b, IRA, they're actually taxed in six different ways. Six. Six, yes. So number one, at distribution, right? So if you pull out $50,000 from your IRA, you are taxed as if you had ordinary income, you made 50000 went to work made $50,000. Okay. So that's at distribution. That's tax number one. Tax number two is it could propel you to have a higher tax on all of your other income. So if you have a distribution from your IRA, maybe you have some rental income, maybe you have a part-time job, maybe you have, you know, maybe you have a pension, you, you probably have social security. So you add all that up. Now you're probably in a high tax bracket, mm-hmm. right? So you're making by withdrawing money from the IRA, it's possible that you're paying a higher tax on all of your other income. So that's tax number two. Tax number three, capital gains and investment income. Mm -hmm. Capital gains is, you know, you sell something for a profit. You sold a house, you sold a stock. Well, capital gains tax starts at zero. It can be 10, 15, 20%. By having more income, it could propel you to pay, maybe you would have paid a 15% capital gains rate, but now you're paying 20 because you have You took distribution from your IRA. Um, There's Medicare, Social Security tax Mm -hmm. that we don't kind of feel. But, you know, how many times have I received a phone call? Hey, my Medicare premium went from, you know, $200 to $450. I don't know why. Well, last year you sold some property and the same year you took distribution from your IRA. So now you had much higher income and your Medicare premium is, is predicated on how much income you have. Same thing with Social Security tax. You could be taxed. On your Social Security. And then lastly is something called income and respect of a decedent, an IRD tax, which essentially goes to how your heirs mm-hmm. would pay taxes on your money. Just, it just as an example, on an IRA, an IRA can easily be taxed north of 50, 60 percent. And you're like, how can that be, Sam? Well, think about it. If you have a son, you leave them a million dollar IRA. Well, one, he has to pay income taxes on that IRA, right? So income tax on a million bucks is, call it 
40%. That's mm. 400 grand. <laughs> then in, in the state of Massachusetts, if you have more than a million dollars in your total estate, that includes your house, includes everything you own. So let's say in this example, the person dying had a home for a million dollars, had an IRA for a million dollars, and 200 grand in the bank. Well, that person had $2.2 million estate, and they'll pay a tax as a death tax, a state tax, on that amount. So maybe another couple hundred grand from the IRA. So that's how we get to 50, 60% very easily. Gosh. That's called income and respect of a decedent. Got to really watch out for that. Today on the show, we're talking about the things we can do for you to help you have more confidence as you go into retirement. It's There's so much out there that's kind of misty and foggy, and we don't know, you know where the income's coming from. What do we do about Social Security? What do we do about Medicare? There's a lot of what-ifs as we go into this, and we're trying to address some of those today. One of the big ones, Sam, is taxes as we continue to talk through that. In our four 401ks and all of these uh, accounts that we've saved money in, many of them are tax infested, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. So as we just before the break, we're talking about really how taxes affect your retirement. And really, if you think about it, there's like only three places to put money. Tax deferred accounts, kind of like a 401k, 403b, IRA, which most of us have. If you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. You save money because it's automatically deducted by in, from your paycheck, and it's just kind of on autopilot. It's great. Most of us have a 401k. The other way to save money is tax-free savings. So maybe a treasury, municipal bonds. But for many of us, we take advantage of, or you, if you haven't, you should be taking advantage of Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. We have conversations with people that come to us. They might be, say, 60 years old. They might say something like, hey, you know, I'm coming to you because I want to make sure that five years from now, it's been on my radar to retire at 65. So I want to make sure I don't make any mistakes in the next five years and tell me, how am I doing? And that person might have, you know, 90% of their money in a pre-tax traditional 401k. And one suggestion we might be making is, hey, look, for the next five years, why don't you put it into your Roth 401k rather than the traditional pre-tax 401k. Pay the tax now because you've already built up enough money in a way that when you take that out, it's going to be taxable. So how, how about in the next five years, we build something up so when you go to take the money out, you don't have to pay taxes, hmm. right? We all love that. So that's a tax-free way of saving money. You can do it with cash value life insurance. You can do it in a Roth. There's a lot of different ways to sort of, sort of approach that problem and have that solution. Then the last thing is just your ordinary taxable income accounts, taxable accounts, your brokerage accounts, savings, CDs, interest earning your CDs are taxable if they're not inside an IRA. So we want to make sure we can manage those, pay it as we go. But having money in each one of those buckets, that's really what we like to promote and have people think about because diversification, not only in terms of where you should invest your money, but diversification in, in terms of we should invest your money and how it's going to be taxed later on is really important. So we talked a lot here about taxes on the show. And, and Sam, I, I know that as a person who is getting ready for retirement, most of my focus, and I'm sure everybody else's, is just make the biggest pot of money as you possibly can. Just keep pounding away and just keep putting it in there, but taking it out. Nobody ever tells us to do that. It seems like a retirement plan really isn't a retirement plan unless there's a tax plan. Yeah, I mean, it all goes hand in hand. In our 365 retirement plan, we address not only growth, like rate of return, you know, where to put the money, because everybody wants to earn as much as possible. We address how do we replace our paycheck, income, protection. We address taxes. We address 
hey, exactly what we've been talking about. How do we save to maximize what we can have for income because we can pay potentially less taxes? So that's a really important part of any good retirement plan. In addition, in our retirement plan, we talk about legacy planning. How do we leave money behind to our children? So maybe do it in a way they pay less taxes. We have a lot of people that come to us, hey, really important. Uh, I just had a meeting the other day. Woman came in, super successful. She has two kids. One son had a bad skiing accident, and he's on SSDI. And her mention to me was, hey, I, I know I have enough. I'm going to have a pension. I'm going to have Social Security. But I want to make sure that I do whatever I can to enhance the inheritance that I leave to my son and for him to pay less taxes. Right. So that goes hand in hand. And lastly, making sure that you protect what you have from high cost of nursing homes. Those are those are really important things. So that's that's really what goes into a good, comprehensive retirement plan. Thanks for listening to part three of Retiring with Confidence. As always, you can start your retirement conversation at 365retirement.com. Stay with us as we wrap up our conversation with part four, where we talk about having purpose for your money. What are the buckets that you need? What are they for? And how do you create them? We hope you'll join us. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.